You're right on, on point. It's engagement, right? Yep. You want to engage first and then extract later, but it's mm. all about engagement. Just get some good content yep. out there and, and some testimonials. Whatever that is, whatever you can figure out, that connection piece, use, right? If, if you're really into church, use church. If you're really into working out and, and, and running, use that. I, I use, you know, whatever, whatever that part is. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Carrot Cast podcast, the podcast with a funny name, but a big mission. We help thousands of real estate investors and agents grow rock solid mindsets, do better marketing so that you can build a business of freedom and impact. I'm your host, Trevor Mock. Let's dive into today's episode. Alrighty, y'all. So you guys hear me talk on the podcast about an event we can, we have called Carrot Camp, and uh, the, this last Carrot Camp was the first ever Carrot Camp that we or first ever time we've ever done two in one week, and it was a blast. We had thirty amazing investors and and agents and hybrids out here to Roseburg, Oregon, and uh, one of the biggest things I always love taking away from Carrot Camps is is number one the relationships with the campers. It's so cool being able to hang out with people for you know two two and a half days. Uh, but number two, I'm always sitting back there taking notes, physical notes, mental notes. And one of the ones that jumped out to me and also the other campers in one of our sessions uh, was my guest today, who you guys are going to be able to meet here. I'm going to introduce you guys to Mark from Festival Properties. We just had a, f- a fun discussion where that name came from. Maybe we'll get into it in this podcast. But um, Mark really approached, uh, approached and approaches uh, his investing from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, the same perspective I love to approach marketing, which is from the direct response marketing side of things. Uh, he had talked about uh, Dan Kennedy. As soon as I saw Dan Kennedy pop up and that came out of his mouth, I'm like, all right, this guy's on my wavelength because uh, I, I speak that language. I speak the Dan Kennedy direct response language. And that's what I quote unquote grew up on in business. And so what we're going to talk about today is how Mark has leveraged better direct response copywriting to essentially do what what he calls subconscious selling, subconscious persuasion, where you can introduce copy words through emails, through text messages, and the right way to build massive, massive trust, massive, massive bonds and credibility quickly through the typed and written word. And then you can actually increase your lead to close ratio dramatically. And as he, he was showing some of his emails and text messages that he uses, we we're looking at it going, oh my gosh, no other investors or agents are using copy like this. They're all using basic generic, hey, I want to buy your home. I'm a professional person their emails look like everyone else's. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to dive into the four, uh, the four things. Let me pull this, this note up here. I've got, we're going to dive into the four, uh, the four musts for copywriting success and subconscious selling with your follow-up messages and email and text. And we got Mr. Mark Scowron on this episode of the podcast with me. So I'm going to introduce Mark and I'm going to click this so you guys can see him, but Mark, welcome on the Carecast, man. Thanks Trevor. Happy to be here, man. Thank you. Dude, so I'm I'm pumped that you're on here. Number one, um, I, I know it's kind of funny to say, and and it's kind of weird that you can kind of grow a bond with people in a day or two. Um, but you're one of the guys that you're just number one. You're easy to get along with. You're just a great dude. You're very very successful at what you do, uh, which is really cool. And um, and you come at life with just a general fun loving approach that I think I'd love to see a lot more in the investing space. I think everyone's so darn serious. And, uh, and I love how you approach it with the lightheartedness, but also seriousness of running a real business, but uh, taking a different approach to it. So appreciate you, you coming on the Carecast. Um, appreciate it. Thank you. Good to meet you sure. guys too out there. Yeah. Awesome, man. So dude, before we really dig into the nuts and bolts, we'll kind of touch on what you talked about at Carrot Camp. 
Um, but then we're going to go into specifics, like specifics on you know, what specifically do you put in your message? What do your campaigns look like? Um, how do you, you know, what are those four musts for copywriting success and subconscious selling? These four things are really, really big. If you use all four of them, your, your messages are going to have a much higher lead to close ratio. If you don't use any of them, they're going to have a much lower lead to close ratio. So before we dive into that, give people context. Who are you? Where do you live? Um, what, you know, what does your business look like right now? Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the kind words. And yeah, it was, it was awesome hanging out with everyone over, over two days there, two, three days. The morning workouts I thought was brilliant. Great way to like meet people, you know, while you're working out kind of, you know, so yeah. uh, definitely appreciated that. But yeah, I'm in uh, uh, Dallas now, Dallas, Texas, been here since the pandemic, right? I guess since last March, um, born and raised in Chicago. That's where I've been doing my deals for, for 12 years. Um, but wife got transferred for work and, you know, I, I could use a, you know, I do everything remotely virtually since 2015. So for me, it's like, sure, let's do this. So still settling into Dallas. I'm here now, been an investor for 12 years. Um, you know, started out with wholesaling, got into rentals, uh, rehabs, kind of all that, you know, and everything in between got, got licensed in 2019, Illinois, you know, for the investors that, that are from Illinois, obviously they kind of forced our hand, mm -hmm. uh, which at the time I did want to do. And I was upset about it, but you know, when I look back, I mean, that was a blessing, you know, for my business and, and everything. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's that whole thing, nothing happens to you. It happens for you. Yep. And uh, it's funny because you think that too, like in my mind, I'm thinking that too, but during that process, you know, self-talk, ah, you know, I don't see the value in this. Uh, this is not, not where I wanted to be. Um, but, you know, then it, six months down the road, you start doing referral leads and you have more access to the MLS and everything. Um, so, so not a listing agent, but, you know, I use that for the referral side and for comps and, and really for a better rapport building yeah. and, and more trust with the seller. Right. So the seller looks at you and says, Hey, you're just a buyer. Cool. But you say, Hey, I'm a buyer plus I'm licensed agent. Right. So I have to do the right thing. Yeah. So I think there's just an extra layer, right. Where they're like, all right, this, you know, I'd, I'd rather deal with this person. So you're saying um, the hybrid thing works. Hybrid thing definitely works. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyone that's saying it doesn't work. Yeah. Ah, you got to unclose your mind and, and yep. realize the different avenues, right? The different, it, you know what it is? I look at like business as tentacles, right? Mm. And so what, it, what that does is just gives you like an octopus. You got another tentacle, right? Yep. You got the wholesale side, the rehab side, but you also now have the referral side. And, um, you know, mm. so look at your business as tentacles, you know, yep. where else can I, you know? So, 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 so people can, can kind of know and you can share whatever you want to share. So if you're not comfortable sharing it, don't share it and we'll cut it. But, um, kind of what, what does the business look like? Do you have a team? Uh, how do you operate the, the stuff on the ground when you're in Dallas? Um, what type of volume, if you're willing to, to kind of share, does it currently look like just so people can have context. So they're like, Oh shoot, he's doing this stuff. And that's the way the business looks like. Yeah. So closed my first deal yesterday ever. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's at a person, a 455 yeah. message follow-up sequence for 12 years and they just finally closed. Yeah. But I read everything there is to know about it, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So, you know what? I've kind of been on a good journey and uh, I'm in a good place. I will say that like the first five years I was strictly wholesale. Um, it was all me. And then mm -hmm. added my first hire, which everyone I think should, it was a full-time assistant who's yep. actually still with me today. Um, and then from that point, I started doing uh, a couple of rehabs here and there, nothing crazy. And then I kind of, this was 2017, 
I took a step back and I said, all right, I'm going to build this thing, right? Mm. Build it in the sense of like, you know, let me put someone on acquisition and someone on disposition. Yep. So then uh, had a, whole, a good wholesale operation, built it up. We had two acquisitions, one disposition, and then um, uh, office manager, which mm. was office manager was doing, you know, uh, closing coordinator and all that stuff. So there was one, two, there was five of us. So we had really good months. Um, and then for me, I was just kind of overseeing everything. Um, and then still doing like a couple of rehabs or JVs on this side as well. Yep. Um, so that was going really well, actually, for like two years. Uh, you know, we had some months where we did, you know, the five, six deals. Some some months, we, the highest month we did 16 deals, right? Mm. So we had some really good volume, some good flow. Um, and then actually it was, 20, it was 2019 when Illinois said, hey, you got to get licensed, right? And that's what kind of like made me take a step back because yep. I was operating in Chicago, but also North Carolina virtually. Mm. So what I recommend for everyone too is, you know, if you're operating in your home market, obviously that makes sense, but you'll actually learn, I think a lot more in a virtual market. Mm. And why I say that is because it really forces you like, you know, I was going to Carolina maybe once or twice a year, but just kind of more to hang out, meet the team. Yeah. But, but it forces you, Hey, I'm not there. So I really have to and like, don't get me wrong. We're all control freaks. I look at my yeah. mom, right? Like she's just a control freak. She's got to know everything this. <laughs> and I get that from her a little bit. And in this business, when you start from scratch, like, you know, you want to control everything. Mm. And so, so the biggest lesson from that is like, I'm in Chicago, I'm doing deals in Carolina, man. I really got to like find good people and yeah. trust them and have them do what they do. Right. Mm. And, and sort of micromanage, just kind of give them this is the goal. This is what we're after. This is how we perform. You know, this is what we're looking for. So, so I totally would recommend going into another market to force you to grow, you know, mm. to, to really learn how to uh, manage people. Right. Dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love it. Yeah. So let me just finish real quick. So, no, that, good, and then, um, yeah. So like I said, so had to get licensed. So I kind of curtailed that a little bit. And then, you know, so my guys actually were to get licensed uh, too. So, we split ways. One guy moved to uh, Austin. The other one, I still do deals with. He's actually my acquisition guy. So I still oh, cool. send them to me with sellers. Yeah, great. Relate. I'll send them to Carrot Cam in September. Dude, great yeah, dude. You should. Yeah. So, um, but so out of that, I kind of shifted to, I went back to like the drawing board. I'm like, all right, what do I want this business to look like? You know, because mm. when that happens, you know, like I said, I was so against it. You know, I look back and you're like, oh my God, I was so against it. Like, no, I don't want to get licensed. Right. Like for some reason in our head, we have this, oh, I'm an investor. Yeah. I'm not a realtor. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But so I really took a step back. And I'm like, all right, how do I want, you know, how do I want this to look right? Like, what do I, what do I want my day to look like? Which is, we were talking about that, right? That's yep. the most powerful question. I think that you can have when it comes to your business, you know? Yeah what do you want your day to look like? You know, what do you want to, mm. who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to sellers, buyers? What metrics do you want to have? Like, do you want to go to the, a, a midday workout? Do you want to go to a night workout? Like, what do you, like, what do you want? What do you want your day to look like? Right. Mm. And so out of that, that's kind of like through the pain of, of, of all that, I had to take a step back. And, um, you know, I remember like studying for the exam one day and, uh, you know, so I would study for the exam in between. I'd be, you know, trying to close deals. Right. And then, and, and I get an email from the property manager. Hey, we just deposited, you know, uh, I, I got a six flat, right? It was like 6,000. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to focus on passive way, way more than I have, right? Yep. And so it's just kind of like these little bits and pieces. And it's not going to be overnight, but ask that question and stew on it for a season. Mm. What do I want my day to look like, you know? Mm. And then just take notes, take notes. So anyway, out of that, like I realized like, you know, the, the wholesale stuff I love, but I actually don't want to grow another, like to, to the, you know, uh, five people, 20 deals and all that. It's yeah. not, you know, I, I've been there and it's just, it's cool. 
but I wanted to take a step back, but I still want the profit to be there. Yep. And so what I realized is let me leverage my relationships with, I'm really good at the acquisition side, finding the deals, nurturing them and putting them together. On the rehab side, I did it, but I didn't like it, you know, mm. managing the contractors. Oh, yeah. Even if, you know, day one, hey, here's what we're doing for the next two months, but there's still so many variables. Yep. And so, so for me, I found, you know, great, uh, a buddy that I was actually selling stuff to, he was a buyer, but he was not good at the first part, not, mm. not, not good, but, you know, he was very good at the second part of, yep. of the rehabs, right? And so out of that, I figured, hey, my unique ability is this, your unique ability is this, let's do, you know, joint venture rehab deals. Cool. And so, so that's been working amazing. Right. Mm. Um, and then really, so that's kind of what it shifted to a lot of more joint venture rehab deals. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, here's the interesting thing. So, you know, that whole quote, find out what everyone's doing and then do the exact opposite. Yep. So when COVID first hit, you know, with the pandemic last year, was it March? I was calling all my friends, you know, my mastermind, other masterminds, other buddies, um, hedge funders, you know, what are you guys doing? And literally everyone was saying, Hey man, this is what you want to do. You know, you know, you don't want to do any more rehabs. Uh, you want to just do the wholesale, you know, that's the voice in my head. Right. But, yep. <laughs> uh, but, but it just kept coming back that, right. Like, yeah. Hey, get rid of all your rehabs and, and only do wholesale. And so I was like, mm. all right, you hear that from one. Then I heard it from another one and another one. I'm like, Hmm. And, and you know, maybe someone comfortable, but I'm like, you know what? I, you gotta like, everyone's doing that. I'm going to go this way. So mm. I actually like that. That's when I really started the JV and like, you know, I don't want to say rehab. It's like yep. carpet and paint stuff, but instead of wholesaling it, which I was doing, I just close on them. Mm -hmm. And it was terrifying, right? Because there was that, you know, March, April, May, it was a little dicey, right? It wasn't, yep. it wasn't until like May, June when it really kind of started taking off. So last year, yeah, I, I kind of pivoted and I, I don't even, maybe I did a handful of wholesales, but mostly they were the rehabs, right? Mm. And, uh, and it was really just because, you know, everyone was saying, go this way, go this way. And so maybe that's just my natural inclination to be like, well, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's kind of what happened. I'm, I'm grateful because of that happened. Um, and, but you know, there's always growing pains. I think the JV stuff's going really good. And then yep. I, I probably took on too many, um, but you know, you, you figure it out. So yep. where we are today, yeah, the JV model in Chicago. Um, and then in North, in the Carolinas, I'll still do, you know, like uh, I've got good teams built up now because I've been mm -hmm. buying there since 2015. Yep. I'll just do like one at a time there. And uh, you know, that's been cool. working really good because the market's hot. So yep. Dude, one one thing I I love, and thanks for going through that, Mark, a big time because it gives people some really good context for number one how you got here, but what your business looks like now too. One thing that you uh, had mentioned, I've gotten my notes here: subconscious selling. I think, dude, there, there's some subconscious selling that happened to me today because I literally on the drive in, I recorded a, a Trevor Truck Talk, and I was scrolling through my life truths, and there was a life truth in there that was called stretching limits, and it was all on literally like. 15 minutes of this was done for you versus this is done to you. And, mm -hmm. and what Mark had mentioned earlier, and that played into his COVID strategy too. It's like, well, shoot, everyone's kind of locking down what's going to happen. And he looked at it as, well, what's everyone doing? Okay, this might be an opportunity where this is done for us who are proactive and doing things versus this is done to us. And and I think that 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 approach and that mindset is so important. And we can kind of take that into the marketing side now. We'll kind of make a hard transition and go into the marketing side. And, and we'll talk about direct response marketing a little bit. We'll introduce people to what it is. But 
Um, I, I think I think the competition, right? There's a lot of competition in the market for agents and investors. And I think a lot of people are thinking of, this is done to me. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do in my business? This is done to me. You can take it the other way and say, this is done for me. Because if there's so many mediocre options out there, it's not going to be insanely hard with the right strategy, with the way that you market, the way that you communicate in email, text, verbally, the way that you put that on your, on your website. It's not going to be too crazy hard to stand out from the crowd pretty easily. Okay. And so this is one of those opportunities where the market clutter is done for you, not to you, if you make the right approach and make the right shifts with your marketing. So, uh, Mark, let, let's kind of shift into a little bit about direct response. Then we'll kind of really get detailed on the, on the follow up side of it. Cause I, I think that's going to be crazy, crazy valuable. People can go apply, apply right now. So you mentioned Dan Kennedy up at the front of, of the room. Um, and like I said, I know when someone studies Dan Kennedy, it puts them in a different mindset of marketing. Uh, what, what do you feel is the biggest difference between someone who knows direct response? And in this example, kind of Dan Kennedy style, uh, if you guys don't know who he is, look him up. <clears throat> and what's the difference between, between that and the way that most people do their marketing or in this case, follow up? Yeah, great question. So yeah, I mean, when I first got started in copywriting, it was actually in a different industry. Um, <clears throat> it was a financial industry and I subscribed to like a dividend uh, newsletter by Stansbury, Stansbury oh, yeah. and Associates. Yeah, yeah Porter. So, yeah, Porter, yeah, Porter Stansbury. Stansbury. Yeah, copywriter. He has a mm-hmm. you know, $100 million business. But like I, I would initially, I was going for like the dividend info, right? The stocks mm-hmm. info. But then I, I like I read the monthly reports and I'm like, man, this guy really like can tell a story. Well, I, I like, you know, just if you haven't, just get one, right? Just yeah. read one of his monthly reports. So I think for me, copywriting was, you know, that's kind of like my first introduction to it. <clears throat> And then obviously just reading every Dan Kennedy book, you know, that you can. Mm. Um, But basically for me, what it is, is like copywriting is simply getting into the conversation of your customer's head, right? Mm. So it's like, I'm talking to, uh, to my wife or talking to this person, you know, in business, I'm talking to the seller. How do I join in the conversation they're already having in their head? You know, Mm. like, Hey, can this guy buy my property? He hasn't even seen it. He's on, you know, he's, he's in Chicago. The property's in North Carolina. Is he, you know, has he done this before? And then so it's kind of like joining that conversation they're already having in their head, not worrying about what you want to say, right? Yeah. Like, hey, this is how I can help you. But like, hey, Mr. Seller, are you a little worried or, you know, like that kind of thing. So, like, the bird's eye view is like, whatever, whoever your target market is join in their head in their conversation that they're already having, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that, that's how I would structure how you like structure your business. That's how I would think about structuring your business. That, that, that mindset shift there, Mark, was probably my biggest mindset shift too. that the exact same things we came through the, the same school uh, of copywriting essentially is, is that phrase. And if you guys lock in anything at all in this episode, it's that phrase it's join the conversation in the prospect's mind. And, and you know, Brady on my team, he's starting to dive in the copy side. And I think the biggest thing, like Mark said, and we'll, I want to toss it over to you here in a second for, for your feedback on this. The biggest thing is before you write anything, before you write an email, before you write a text message that's going to go out or an automated text message, before you write an ad on, for Facebook or Google, um, and all of our ads and stuff are written with this in mind already, before you write a page in your website, which same thing, our copy on the websites at Carrot when they're launched already written with this in mind. I wrote all that copy. Okay. Now we have people who are starting to help write some of that stuff because I don't have the same bands with anymore, but it's all written from the perspective of if someone sees this ad, what did they likely experience before they saw this ad? Is it a retargeting ad? Okay. If it's a retargeting ad, where were they before that? Well, they're on my website. What was on the website? 
You know, what, what physically was on there? Did I have a bunch of testimonials? Did I have this? Did I have that? Okay. What was going through their mind then? Now they saw this ad, what's going through their mind now? Oh, well, they, the, what's going through their mind is I know that they exist because I saw their site. I probably saw some of their testimonials and I'm just not ready to act yet because either timing's right or I don't believe them. And yeah. so now it's like, how do I make them believe, right? How, how do you eliminate those objections? Um, uh, what, what fears or frustrations are going through their mind? Are they real? Is the offer going to be good? Are they going to lowball me? And so you have to look at the way you're presenting testimonials, the way that you're looking at presenting ads, and we're going to shift into follow-up in that way. You know that they have these objections or, or uh, issues that you need to get through with copy. And so uh, think about what's going on through their mind. Um, Mark? Yeah, and real quick, let me, give you, let me give you an example too. So yeah. on that same topic, and I think Love to it. your point, um, you just got to test things, right? Yeah. Like, so just test things. Like um, last year, pandemic hit, the, the seller email to the list I wrote, you know, cause everyone was going through where you're like overeating or over drinking or whatever it was. So I took a picture of my garbage can and it was like an empty Justin's peanut butter cup wrapper, the little secrets, the little organic wafer bars. There was like three of them in there. Right. Yep. And it said, Hey, everyone has a bad day. Sometimes you got to do a cheat day. Right. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling the stress just like you all are, but we'll get through this together. X, Y, and Z. Here's what happened. Oh, by the way, if you need help on your deal, call us here, blah, blah, blah. Dude. So we sent that out. No, but here's the thing. I got nothing. Right. Mm. I got one response. And I'm like, what the hell? So I start thinking about it. I'm like, that's not my target market. I'm a health nut. I eat Justin's organic peanut butter, uh, but like, that's not my market. So I did, mm. let me try it with Snickers and Kit Kat. Mm. Snickers and Kit Kat, same exact message, got like 13 responses. From, really? Like, yeah. So it's, <laughs> and, and so it's one of those little things you're like, you know what? It seems like it's a little thing, but like, I was thinking, here we go. Like what's in my head, right? Mm. What's your customer eating, right? Or, you know, in this yeah. situation. So this made me laugh. Right. But I'm like, this is how granular it can be, you know? So dude, let's, let's follow that thread that you've started there. So people heard some of the creativity of the email. Um, let, let's first start with, it sounds like you sent that email to a group of people. So is that, who was that group of, of people that you sent that email to? And then we're going to yes. break down how you do your emails. So those were seller leads, right? Seller okay. leads that we still have not converted. You know, they come through the funnel. Uh, we have a conversation and they, you know, either we convert, we don't convert. Um, we actually throw all the ones in, you know, if, if it's listed, it has its own funnel. Um, and then if it's, you know, just an off market deal, then automatically goes into a different seller list and a seller autoresponder. Okay. Um, and then, so what I did is, is here's the thing is it takes a lot of work, I think on the, on the forefront, right. Cause you got to like craft this. You really like, here, here's another thing, right. What, what is copywriting carefully crafted words, you know? Yep. So most of the autoresponders you'll see is like, well, uh, you know, I'm thinking about buying your house and I'll buy your house and here's my offer, you know, and that still works. I think, mm. don't get me wrong, but to, to separate is all right. How do I carefully craft uh, to this seller every, you know, two weeks, five days, whatever it is for a full year. So mm. Um, so it was, it was a seller sequence and that was just kind of a spur of the moment. This is what you'll see, right? You'll create your autoresponder. And then, you know, obviously sometimes you'll, you'll get inspiration and you'll be like, you know what, I'm sending a message today. Cause I just thought of this. Um, let me send this and see what happens. Right. Yep. Um, so, so I think two things, everyone, I think if not, you should get, you should have an autoresponder at minimum, mm -hmm. right? The, you know, you can, you can Google the statistics, but 80%, at least probably more 90 or 95 of your deals are going to be from follow-up, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'm not going to talk about leads because, you know, Trevor, you can get, you can get everyone leads and help with the leads. I think for me, it's like, you already have the leads in the funnel. And I think we all kind of operate in the sense of like, 
well, I got a lead. Let me get another lead. I got two. Let me get four. I got four. Mm-hmm. Let me get seven. And so sometimes I think we forget to like, hey, let me just nurture what I already have, right? And then do it once on the, you know, uh, create the twelve month copy, and then let. <clears throat> it's like a selling system, basically, mm-hmm. right? It's it's selling while you're sleeping, right? Yep. And um, <clears throat> and I think three, four, five, six months down the road, you're not going to get instant gratification on this. This is definitely delayed. But I'm telling you, like just yesterday, because I'll craft uh, for realtors, right, on the referral side will do their whole autoresponder. Mm. And I'll actually create it for the realtor, right? Like here, yeah. here's 12 months, here's the leads, blah, blah, blah. And yesterday we got another lead that came in, like raising their hand, hey, um, you know, realtor Smith, thanks for all the messages, I'm ready to list, call me, right? Mm. And that's when you're like, man, that's awesome. Mm. That is a great feeling. That was already created and you just kind of plug in their emails as they come in, right? And then mm. that happens, so. Yeah. And, and it builds momentum. I, I was looking in your carrot account on, on one of your sites uh, for Chicago. You have almost 1,400 seller leads in there that are step one. It was like seven or 800 that are step two. And you're getting a lot of leads through Facebook ads. And there's some other sources in there too, but you're cranking Facebook ads and it's working great. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that's almost 1,400 leads now that are going to go through yeah. um, a sequence that's in this case about 12 months long. How many emails, Mark? Uh, let's kind of break down structure for people and we'll break down, break down words and copy. How many emails would be in a 12 month sequence for sellers? I would say at minimum you got to do. So right away, the first 30 days, you got to do about seven or eight touches. Okay. And then second month, four to five, and then it's like two. Okay. And then, so that's just the autoresponder. And then, like I said, you, you, you'll realize that you'll get, I mean, like when you just think about this stuff all day, you'll get, inspired and you'd be like, Oh, Hey, it's Friday. Let me send a, a Friday offer to my mm. list. Right. Or a Monday offer or whatever it is. Right. Um, so, but I would say, you know, like at bare minimum, if, if you just want to do it and be lazy, do at least two or three a month at, okay. at least. Right. Cool. I, I would at least start there, but get kind of heavy initially in the first 30 days, like seven or eight, but you don't have to be as salesy, but just kind of build like nurturing, building rapport, showing that you're human. Hey, here's my dogs. Here's my wife. Um, you know, social proof, testimonials, all that, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Dude, let's, let's talk about the, the content now. So you mentioned seven or eight in the first month and then, and then you're going to kind of narrow it down throughout that. Um, it sounds like it's probably around the, you know, 12 to 15 emails throughout the course of the year, but really front load in that first quarter. Yeah. Uh, what, what goes in your emails and text messages um, that is far different than what most people see in theirs? Yeah. So a couple of things, I think, um, what I try to do is incorporate more of like a lifestyle. And then, um, well, let's say for the seller, because when I was making the list for like the investors, when I was pitching investors, it was all lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, uh, look at me. I'm traveling in Croatia. I went uh, skydiving here. I did this. I did this. I did this. I had some amazing wine. I landed on a clay court tennis. I never did that before. So I had to. And it was so fun. Uh, and then you, so it's 80% of like lifestyle, you know, okay. and then you connect it with, Hey, by the way, <laughs> on the yep. deal front, don't get me wrong. I'm here relaxing, but I'm still doing deals. Mm-hmm. Here's what we did. You, you're not going to believe what the seller said. We offered X. She said, why? I said, listen, if I take your daughter out on a date, it's going to have to be Z, right? And, uh, you know, something like, not too, you know, you're not pushing the envelope, but just something yep. you kind of want to like rattle them a little bit, like pattern yep. interrupt. And yep. then say, by the way, we've got two more deals left. Um you know, for, for funding, for investment, one actually just got wrapped up. I've got two other calls lined up for today at three, tomorrow mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. If you have any time and if you're interested, definitely let me know um, because there's, you know, a sense of urgency there. So, yep. so what I would do in that list was content, lifestyle, 
um, 80% of it. And then at the end, it would be on the deal side. Here's what we have going. Here's a testimonial. Here's this amazing deal that we got, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to be in contact me quick, because yep. these two other investors are interested Cool. on, on the seller side, it's, uh, as soon as the seller logs in, I actually created a video, right? So, you know, as soon as it's uploaded, it's like, Hey guys, it's Mark. Thank you so much for logging in. I really appreciate it. I'm just trying to see how I can help you X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. So you do a quick intro. This is what I do. I've been buying for 12 years. You talked with Kim, my assistant probably, or Tony, mm -hmm. my other. Um, and then, so it's a two minute video, just kind of an intro, you know, cause get into the mind of your, of your seller. I inquired online on this laptop, on this phone. And is this person real? Oh, he's just sent me a video. Oh, that's cool. You know, and then on the video, it says, hey, take a look at some of these awesome t testimonials of people that are, I think, around your block, actually, mm. that have gone through the same situation as you. So, you know, you're trying to build rapport that like, hey, they think they have a problem that no one else can solve. I'm telling them we solved the problem for someone two blocks from you in the same mm. situation. So they think, oh, my God, two blocks from me. Oh, my God, is it Cheryl over here? You know, or yep. that kind of thing. And then, so it's a link to the testimonial. So then they, mm. they click on the testimonials. They see, all right, this guy's been doing it for, you know, for five years. So subconsciously you're selling subconsciously. They're like, okay, so I think this, this person can buy, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then you leave it at the end with, let me know how we can help fill in, you know, fill in the data. We'll give you a call as soon as we can. And then, um, and then leave a quick takeaway. Just curious. Do you need to sell this? You know, how many days do you need to sell this and what price do you really need? Or you, mm. you can kind of toy with that, you know, just to yep. kind of keep, to get the engagement going. Um, and so one, one thing that's key that you just did right there at the end, and, and this is a really, really good strategy everyone needs to, to recognize, is your primary goal with these emails, you need to get a reply. Like you, you want to engage them in some sort of conversation. And so what, what you did there, you asked them a very simple question. You know, how many days do you need to sell this in? You know, whatever it is. And make the question really simple. Um, uh, if, if it's, if it's cash buyer emails, like in our autoresponder, it's like, Hey, awesome. Da, 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 what part of town are you looking to buy in? I don't really care what they reply back with. You know, I, I don't really re care, re care. I just want them to reply to a very, very simple thing. Or, uh, if, if it's, if it's uh, a seller, like you had mentioned, Hey, how many days are you looking to sell this in? Do you own this house? Hey, just curious. Is this a house that you own? Let me know. Like what, whatever it is, it doesn't even matter what they say. It just matters yeah. if they engage. Yeah. Um, it's like the Colombo clothes. I always say, Another, yeah. you know, Hey, real quick, one more thing before I go. Yeah. Mm. What, what you're right on, on point it's engagement, right? Yep. You want to engage first and then extract later, but it's mm. all about engagement. Yeah. So I should have brought this up earlier, but I kind of left the cliffhanger with the four musts of copywriting and subconscious selling, but didn't give you a chance to dive into them. And so why don't you go through those four points and kind of weave through you already, we already weaved in one of them, social proof and testimonials, but we weave those four points in on how people should put those into their communication and their copy. Yeah. So must haves, I think, um, you know, when I was looking at, it, I actually added a fifth, but, uh, but so the, the, the main four, the social proof testimonials, I think you have to have, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're in your local market, you can, you know, you can't even get away with it then. Like people have to like, Hey, let me Google this, this guy or girl and see if they're for real. So testimonial could be, you know, video testimonial. Uh, you can have them leave you something on Google on porch, porch, porch.com, uh, or anything you can get like a, a video reviews are, are helpful too. Yeah. But somewhere where you can send them right away that you, you know, I've been doing this a while. Here's my, you know, here's what I've done basically, mm. you know, and if you're, just starting out, then you want to maybe find someone that you can leverage their reviews or, Hey, me and my partner have been doing this for 10 years. Here's our reviews and you leverage, you know, someone else's. So absolute must, you'd be surprised that like, I'll give you an example. Uh, like five years ago in Chicago, I did like a, what was it in the, the stock market? 
Mm. Uh, the Chicago stock market on like real estate. It was like a, a TV show, like a 10 minute quick flip on, hey, if you want to look into get into real estate investing, here's what it looks like, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. So I just left it on my site, you know, and you'd be surprised how many people would see that or on my Facebook, I think. It was my, my site and the Facebook. And they're like, oh man, you were on uh, stock TV talking about real estate, you know, like huh. even like a year ago. Um, mm. So you'd be surprised. How, so just get some good content yeah. out there and, and some testimonials. Uh, so that's number one. You have to have that. And yeah. if you don't have that, find someone that you can maybe, you know, partner with leverage. Hmm. Um, part is like the connection piece. So the yeah. second one would be, you know, show that you're, but show that you can, you know, you're, you're trying to build rapport with, with your seller. Um, the connection piece is simply like, you know, for me, what, what, what we realized works really good is our pugs. Hmm. So we use like our pugs in, in my marketing, right? Hey, hmm. I mean, who doesn't love dogs, right? They're cute. Yeah. They're hilarious. The wife scammed them on me and we fought for a weekend, but now they're like, I'm closer to them than <laughs> she is. And so I use that all the time. Like I'll send, uh, you know, the second picture or the second email will be a picture of her pugs and like them wrestling or some a video of them wrestling. Mm. So that connection piece, you'd be surprised. I, out of the dogs, I get more engagement than anything else with yep. sellers. Yeah. Yep. So maybe every seller has a dog, I think. So, mm. um, so, uh, Whatever that is, whatever you can figure out that connection piece, use, right? If, if you're really into church, use church. If you're really into working out and, and, and running, use that. I, I use, you know, whatever, whatever that part is. I like it. Um, what's the next one? We got te teamwork and cause. Yeah. So teamwork and cause. So, but that one, what I mean by that, it, it's kind of like a, a, a building on number two, right? So teamwork meaning like, Hey, here's, here's my team. We're not a fly by night. Here's the deals that we've done. And like the way that you use this is, you know, Hey, my contractor, Julio, you know, he just had his, his fourth kid. He's got a safer college for his mm. third kid. Who's just entering and I got to keep him busy. Right. So like, we got this awesome family. I've been using Julio for 10 years on my rehabs. Can we I'm just curious, you were at X and I'm at Y, how can we put this deal together and, and let's mm. keep Julio busy. You know, Dude, so, that's good. Yeah. So I use that a lot with the, it's, it's like a part you know, another part from the connection piece, but, yep, I love but use that. that. Yeah. Use that in your marketing. Right. Like, and, and that same thing with cause, right. So for you, I mean, you got, you got a great cause too, Trevor. So it's you know, using that, that, that cause, what cause do I have? And, and using that in the marketing, you know, mm, I love it, man. And then the fourth one is fear of loss. Let's, yeah. let's dig into that one a little bit. How, how do you present that in a seller sequence? Yeah. Fear of loss is, is uh, I think people miss that out sometimes too, but you, you shouldn't because I mean, the more you study, um, you know, the, the psyche of why people buy, why people sell, it's not going to be, or it's, they're going to respond to a fear of loss more than they're going to respond to like an expectation of gain. Right. Yeah. So, um, Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if you do this. And, yeah. Hey, I'm going to take $30 from you if you don't do this. Well, hold on a second. Let me, yeah. you know. um, so carefully crafted. So the way that we would do that is kind of go through all of them, right? Like, you know, Hey, um, I've got, and it, so here's another thing. What I throw in there is using, let's say, so Google the top five most trusted professions, right? Mm. Used to be maybe CPA doctor, uh, now nurse, you know, with, mm. with what happened last year, nurses there. Right. So, you know, I'm not a nurse, but I've got, you know, a lot of nurses in my family. Hey, just talked with my cousin who's a nurse. She is doing some awesome things, saving people. Here's a story that she just had and X, Y, and Z. And then on my in-laws, they've got a couple of nurses and here's what they did, X, Y, and Z. Here's some crazy situations that they did. 
but my CPA just said I have to buy another house and I have 30 days. Right. So then you're like, oh my God, nurse, I trust them. CPA, who's not going to listen to their CPA? Yeah. We have to help Mark. He has to buy a house in 30 days. The CPA said so, you know? So one of the best performing emails is, hey, subject line, my CPA says I have to buy another house in 30 days, mm. dot, 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 right? Info inside. And, and so I use that. And the way to use that is, you know, you build that story, you know, hey, I just sat down with my CPA. Everything went good and I got to pay the tax man X, Y, and Z. Man, paying taxes is not fun. Ha, ha, ha. You know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the kicker at the end was he said, I've got 30 days because I've got to maximize, you know, my deductions. I have to buy a house. Yeah. So I know that we discussed the sale, Mr. Seller, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. And, you know, you were at this and I was at this. Um, so I, I've got 30 days. I actually have two appointments tomorrow, one today with some previous, you know, uh, appointments that I've had. And I actually did put another offer in. So for me, it's first come, first serve. I do like you though. We had a great conversation. Tell me where you need to be for the numbers to make sense. I don't mm. want you to lose out because I can only accept one deal. Mm. Thoughts? Question mark, mm. you know, or something like that. Right. So you yep. want to, you can do it as long or as little or, you know, punchy as you want, you know? Mm. Um, so that's what I would do is, is exactly some type of variation of that. Hey, I just met with authority source, you know, pick an authority source, my attorney, my, my CPA. And he says, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Gotcha. Got three appointments lined up. Hopefully it's yours though. I put in the offer for yours, but let me know by tomorrow at noon. Yeah. Mm. Dude, this, this is awesome, man. So with, with those four elements, the four must, must of copywriting, and subconscious selling, you've got social proof and testimonials, you've got connection, teamwork and cause fear of loss. And, and you'll notice too, on, on our carrot sites, a lot of that's already baked in there, right? We're really harping on the about page. We're really harping on the, on the social proof and testimonials. And we talk about, um, you know, the, the, we harp on the cause part of it as well, but we talk about putting in pictures of yourself. And we've got a lot of people who put in a picture with the, themselves and their dog and their about page. And then the fear of loss part of it, you bake in there inside of your emails, your follow up when you're talking to them. And these are big. So Mark, do you take those same four then and just kind of keep on sprinkling them through those seven or eight emails that first month? Is that the strategy? Yeah. So I think that, and then to add another one, or you can sprinkle the fifth one, I'm going to call the fifth one, a pattern interrupt. Yep. So you, you can kind of sprinkle that one in all four of them, but I think that one's important too. Um, pattern interrupt is, you know, like, Hey, everyone always says, you know, at the end of the day, you know, so then it would be something like, Hey, you know what, at the beginning of the day, Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what do you say? You know, or that's just a, like a, a yep. no big deal example. I'll give you an example. I was telling my wife because I always bounce ideas off her. And um, and uh, so, you know, I said, I went to the massage parlor and I got a happy beginning. And I just <laughs> waited for her reaction. I'm not going to use it. Right. But I was like, let me just wait for a reaction. Yeah. Instead of a happy ending. Right. And she's like, you can't say that. You can't do that. I'm like, I know. But see, but it got you to it's a pattern interrupt. I, I'm not like I'm not saying anything is good or bad about a good or bad beginning. Right. But yep. like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yep. yeah. Hey, went to the massage parlor and got a happy beginning. No, it's not what you think, but like, you know, so. That is good, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know I bounced off her all the time just to be like, hey, what do you think about this? You know? <laughs> but uh, so, so the fifth one, I think, is try to sprinkle in a pattern interrupt, right? So mm-hmm. whatever that stuff is. Yeah. And then to, to answer your other question, so I, I kind of vary the messages, right? So the first one, like I said, with the video and call to action and all that stuff. And then, but you got to realize that the, the short, punchy ones are, are good too, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, at Care Camp, I was sitting next to the, the fellow and he said, oh man, but I, my grammar is not good. And I'm like, dude, mine's not good either. But, yeah. but that's better for you. Like short, punchy to the, to the point is, is better actually than, you know, long drawn out Harvard written piece. You know, like yeah. remember, we don't, we're not, our target market is not a Harvard educated, you know, uh, group. 
And so short and punchy is good too, right? So like literally some of our best performers are subject line. Hey, real quick, dot, dot, dot. And then, hey, I'm heading out for the weekend. The in-laws are coming over. So I got to you know, have some me time before then, but I got room for one more property. Let me know what price do you need, right? It's like mm. five lines, whatever yeah. that is, right? Um, that's good. Which by the way, I, like that's another piece. Everyone can connect with the in-laws. I'll give you a quick example of this. This was good. In-laws were here for two weeks, right? Great people. We got an awesome relationship. But after a week, you're like, all right, man, I got to you know, go for a bike ride or something. <laughs> I get a flat tire. So I go, we got a, luckily we got a bike store right here. So go to the bike store and there's like a line of four people. Everyone's kind of like, I don't know, you know, not talking mad or whatever. Right. So like got to the front, I talked to, you know, I said, Hey, you know, uh, in-laws have been here already for a week. And, and you know, now my bike is crapping out. I think they, they took a ride on it. Uh, I think they messed it up <laughs> saying like, like as a joke, he starts yeah. laughing. Other guy starts laughing. The other guy starts laughing. And then the other, like everyone's just cracking up. Right. Yeah. And like, he's like, Oh my God, I got a rule. You know, the in-laws can only be over for two days, three days. Um, and then they got to go. I'm like, man, I'm ready at a week in two days. But, yeah. but the point is like just things that everyone can connect on. Right. And so you just sprinkle that in your marketing. Hey guys, mm-hmm. in-laws are coming over. Pray for me, but I do need to buy a house before they leave. So send me mm-hmm. your info, what it's going to take. Right. Um, Dude, this, this is so good, man. I could talk copy with you all day. Like I could literally yeah. do a three-day workshop with you on this. Maybe we will someday. Yeah. Maybe we will someday. <laughs> so what, what people are probably asking um, that's popping up their minds as, as we kind of head towards a wrap is they're saying, okay, this all sounds great. It does sound like it's different as far as what they normally see. Uh, does it really perform that much better? So what, what, what have you seen? I, I know the answer, right? But what, what have you seen? Um, in your results with your follow-up campaigns versus what you've heard or seen in others, like performance wise. It's a must. It's a must. I think, you know, like for me, and here's the thing is it, it's a lot of work on the forefront and, and you're going to have to get delayed gratification because it's going to take mm-hmm. sometimes six to seven to eight to nine um, emails before they respond. Right. But yep. if you're getting, you know, let's say 30 leads a month. And so let's say 30 leads a month, half of them, you know, qualified, half of them not qualified out of the 15, let's say you get one or two deals easily out of those numbers, you should be able to get another, a deal or two a month with mm-hmm. like 30, a lead a day. You should at least get a deal a month. Mm. Let's say month six, right? Cause you're really going to have to kind of build it up. But like once it's, once the machine is running, you know, it's at least a deal a month. Cause I think if you're not some, you know, either you're not getting enough leads or maybe craft your message, which is okay. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. You're not going to get to that right away sometimes too. Yep. realize like, is my message, you know, just like with the, the Justin's peanut butter and the little yep. secret, I'm like, why is it? Yep. That's everyone can relate to that. Everyone I talk to is having, you know, stressed yeah. out and eating and whatever. And, uh, it's just a little like going from that to Snickers and Twix or KitKat, whatever it was mm. like 13 responses versus like just one, you know? So it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. So, so- so adding, adding those, that math up, and I'm, I'm going to inject in a little bit of the fear of loss here, right? So you got, if any of you have followed Carrot for a while, and this isn't, that's the thing, this isn't, um, you, you can use persuasion techniques for good or for bad, right? Like Hitler, yeah. use them for bad. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, um, people doing pyramid schemes or, you know, Bernie Madoff used it for bad. He used a lot of social proof. He probably used a lot of connection. He probably used some fear of loss. Hey man, I've got this thing coming up and I can only manage this, whatever it is, right? So you can yeah. use it for good or bad. It's, it's our choices to say, can we use this for good? Actually help people drive to the, a better outcome for them. And it benefits me as well. And so that's the thing. When, when we're talking about copy, we're talking about making it more effective for your business so you can serve more people. 
Okay, that's what we're talking about here. Now, if you're going to go use this to take advantage of people, shut the podcast off. We, we're, we're not in alignment core values wise. Yeah. And it's just not something we're trying to do. Use you know, there, these techniques to build connection. There's a good quote for the basketball fans out there. Larry Brown, the old coach, I think he did. He coached college and NBA for like 40 years. And mm-hmm. I, I remember to this day, he would always have a good quote. He said, as long as you care about you know the students in college and then the players in the NBA, you'll always have a job. Mm-hmm. As long as you care about the players and the students, you'll always have a job. Mm. So you think about like in our business, if you care about the sellers, you'll yeah. always have sellers to talk to. If you just care about them, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I love it, man. I'll, I'll kind of wrap with this. So let's do some math. You'd mentioned if you're getting about a lead a day, so 30 leads a month, you've got about 1400 seller leads in there. Some of them might be duplicates, you know, a minority of them, but you got about 1400 seller leads in there um, right now. Those are all going through and you'd mentioned about given all averages and if the copy's really good and it's honed in and done what you've done, um, that you'll, you'll get about an extra deal a month out of it. If you're getting about 30 leads a month, guys, if your average profit per deal, let's use a round number of 20 K that's 12 extra deals on average. If you're getting about 30 leads a month, right. And then times that by 12, that's $240,000 in potential extra income. So the question for you guys is, how many of those $20,000 or $10,000 deals are you okay with losing? Because all that you're focused on is getting more leads in the front end, not nurturing the ones that are that you already have. And we talk about that a lot. We say, how many leads and deals are you okay with losing from an underperforming website? Amazing. Get the carrot site, get the, get the performance nailed on it. Uh, but then what happens after the lead comes in is just as important. That's why we're doing the series on negotiation and closing. So you can close more of those leads you're already getting through carrot into deals. Uh, that's why we're having Mark on to talk about when you get the leads in, how do you then prime those leads to be able to close at a higher rate when you actually go and meet them? And it all matches and all helps you grow. So if you nail the carrot site side of it, get your proof credibility, testimonials, connection, all the the four things that Mark had mentioned on your site, build those same things into your email sequences, text message sequences, into your ads. Now you're going to increase your leads in the front end, your close ratios in the back end big time. And you can actually work a little bit less if you want to and make more money, which is a cool thing. I love it. Love to love it. So Mark, um, I, I, man, I, I want to have you back on someday for sure. But what I want to do is guys, we're going to be working with Mark probably to get some resources. Okay. So we were talking right before this call. Cause we're saying, man, number one, people are going to want to see what Mark's emails are. And we just don't have time to run through every email on here. Number two, uh, there might be some people who are going to reach out to directly to Mark to say, dude, can you write my emails? And it's not something he does like as a professional service yet, but we talked and there might be the potential that he might be open to it for a select certain type of a client. And so uh, you guys can find Mark. Mark, where, where would be the best spot if anyone was interested? Number one, just connecting with you. Like not like you're going and buying something, but connecting with you. And if they just happen to be the perfect type of person who you meshed with, and there's the opportunity for you to write their emails, where should they go to connect with yeah. you? Yeah, uh, Facebook, Mark Scourin. Uh, M-A-R-K-S-K-O-W-R-O-N. Instagram, I'm Mark Scourin1. Um, <clears throat> I got a blog, Focus on Buyers. That was for like the buyer segment, but I got a lot of info on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so any one of those sources. Cool. And we'll link them up in the show notes. And if you guys can go to carrot.com forward slash Mark, that's carrot.com forward slash Mark, M-A-R-K. You're going to get a link to this episode and any resources we add. Cause we were even thinking about, man, what if we grabbed your sequences, Mark, right? What if we grabbed your sequences, pull them out and we've got your entire year's worth of sequences. And then even some emails off to the side and text messages off to the side and say, here's some ad hoc ideas to kind of plug in there. We're thinking about doing something there. So if you guys want to let me know, find my IG, uh, Trevor.mock 
M-A-U-C-H. Hit me up, up with a direct message. If I get enough DMs over there, if I get enough DMs through Instagram uh, about, yes, I would love, love, love to be able to see or buy Mark's follow-up sequence, uh, let me know through there. And then if we get enough of them, I'll connect with Mark. We'll figure something out. We'll figure we'll something out to get his sequences. So you can literally take his text email sequences, bake them into yours, make the modifications with you know adjusting the photo so it's yours instead of his, things like that. And then if you're getting those leads and deals in, you know, a couple hundred, a few hundred dollar investment and getting all of his sequences could yield you tens and tens and tens of thousands of extra. So hit me up. If I get enough IGDMs, okay, Trevor.mock, that's M-A-U-C-H saying, I would love to see every single one of Mark's yearly um, you know, sequence email or every email that comes that first year and his most successful emails that have gotten sellers to, to commit to stepping up and saying, yes, I want to raise my hand. Let me know. And then if we get enough, we'll work together and we'll figure something out to get that in your guys' hand at a really, really affordable rate uh, that works well for you. And it makes up for Mark's time as well. Connect with Mark, guys. Like I said, follow him. Uh, if you guys want to connect with him, just a smart dude anyway. Uh, uh, find him over there where he mentioned before, and we'll link it up in the show notes. So the four things we talked about for uh, the four must for copywriting success and subconscious selling, social proof and testimonials, biggie, biggie. Make those so they're, so they're blasting the objections that the person has, you're, you're joining the conversation in their mind, thinking of the objections that they have, that's what the testimonials and social proof should, should specifically address. Number two, connection. Mark gave you some amazing ways to build connection. I'm not seeing any investors or agents do it, right? Like none of it. Uh, teamwork and cause. I love that idea that you had about your contractor. And that's honest. Like that's not, that's, that's honest. Yeah. If you don't close deals, then your contractor will not have a job. And so it's just yeah. bringing something forward that is honest, but you're bringing that connection teamwork cause part of it. Number four, fear of loss, that there really is a fear of loss because you don't have a finite amount of cash. You can't buy 8,000 homes a month. So there is some sort of point there where you have to stop buying houses. And you need to let people know where that point is so you can help them. So Mark, I appreciate your time with us, man. I, I definitely want to work with you and get your knowledge up to other time. people. Yeah. Um, people know where to follow you. Any kind of parting words before we wrap this episode of the CarrotCast? No, I think, yeah, I appreciate it too. I mean, like I can talk about this all day, all night too. Um, think like for me, hopefully for everyone else, this is like one of the, probably my favorite part of the business, right? Cause it's, everything else is so like ah, this and this, there's a lean and this and all this other stuff and managing people. But this is like a creative release for mm -hmm. the business, right? So like you, you know, you get a good day, creative release. You get a bad day, creative release into, into your marketing and your mm -hmm. copywriting. So if you can do it, sit down and do it and, it, and it'll help you. If not, then ask us, you know, maybe we can help, but but you have to, like, it's, you know, the, the autoresponder and the follow-up is, is a must. In every situation that the investors and agents go through is a piece of content potentially, right? Let's say you help somebody. There's a weird situation. It's a hoarder house. Take a picture of that house, put it on the darn email, you know, an, an interesting, uh, an interesting subject line or something like that. Yes. We buy hoarder houses too. pick inside or, you know, whatever it is. I'm just making that up, but um, anyway, everything that you guys are doing could turn into a piece of content that goes on to Facebook, Google, and or an email sequence like this and text. So, Mark, I appreciate you big time, Great. man. You're wicked. Thanks for having guy. me, Trevor. Hopefully yeah. we get to see each other in person again and Definitely. appreciate you coming on the Carrot Cast. Appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yep. Talk soon. Have an amazing Bye -bye. rest of the week.